Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing going through the Gospel of Mark. We're up to the 10th chapter now, moving right along. Now, this is really interesting, okay? 10th chapter, first verse says this. Getting up, Jesus went from there to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan. So what's it saying? Mark is moving the narrative along. Jesus had been, I think it was at Capernaum, wasn't he, at the ninth chapter the last time we looked and now he's getting up and he's moving and he's going to the region of Judea and he's beyond the Jordan. And beyond the Jordan means that he's not in the uh, uh, land of Israel itself. He's crossed the river on the east side. He's beyond the Jordan. Now watch what happens. Crowds gathered around him. That's Jesus. Crowds gathered around him again. Interesting how Mark says again. And according to his custom, he once more began to teach them. He once more began to teach them. So what did Jesus teach? We've talked about this several times, but it's good to be reminded of it. He teach, teached, <laughs> he taught the kingdom of God, okay? The kingdom of God. Well, how did he do that? Well, we know that he spoke in parables, right? <coughs> We've seen that. But he spoke and taught the word of God, the Old Testament, okay? It wasn't the New Testament yet. It was the Old Testament. And this encounter we're about to see right here gives us such insight into this if we just sort of pay attention. So watch what happens. Verse 2, some Pharisees came up to Jesus testing him and began to question him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce a wife. So Mark tells us what happens, what happened. Then he tells us why it's happening. So Pharisees come up to Jesus and they ask him a question. Why are they asking this question? They're testing him. They're trying to trip him up. Look at how Jesus responds, verse 3. And Jesus answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? In other words, what does the word of God say? When you see Moses like this, it's speaking of the law. It's speaking of the first five books of the, uh, the Bible, the Pentateuch. And quite often it was just referred to as Moses. So Jesus says, okay, what does the law say? Verse 10, they replied and they quote the Old Testament. They says, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. You see that in Deuteronomy 24. So they come back and say, well, Moses said, the law says <coughs> that you could write a certificate of divorce and you could send her away. Verse 5, but Jesus said to them, now notice that anytime you see that, but Jesus said, where do you think it's going to go? <laughs> yeah, it's going to go in a little different direction than the way that the questioner was asking. But Jesus said to them, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment. He's saying that commandment in the law that God granted and that Moses wrote down, he wrote, and it came about because of the hardness of your heart. Then the very next word of Jesus is this, but, but from the beginning of creation, now, there's two things I want us to see and I want you to take away. I know you can't see it right now. If you have time sometime today, go read the first nine or ten verses of Mark 10 here, and you'll see this. Jesus deals with some things that you must take a moment here to recognize and acknowledge, and it's going to change everything. 
Jesus says this, but from the beginning of creation. What does that mean? It means that Jesus confirms and affirms creation. Creation in the way that the Bible describes it, because Jesus is about to make several quotes, and all of them come out of the Genesis, the first two chapters of Genesis. So Jesus believed in creation. Jesus believes in a beginning of creation, and Jesus confirms and affirms creation as according to Genesis because he quotes Genesis. Now, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of religious people, a lot of religious professors, a lot of really, really smart folks that come along and deny the Genesis account of things and deny Genesis, and thereby they find themselves denying the Word of God in totality by the time they get done. And it's really simple. If you simply believe what you read in Genesis because Jesus confirmed it. Just think about that. Now listen to what Jesus says. <clears throat> but from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Now that's a quote right out of Genesis, that God made them male and female. Okay, It's actually out of Genesis uh, chapter 1 and Genesis 5 too. God made them male and female. Today, that is politically incorrect to say and is more than politically incorrect. Just yesterday, John MacArthur, who's a very well-known pastor, and you know, I agree with him 83.92% of the time. He's really, really wrong on a couple of things. He, he's wrong on his understanding of spiritual gifts, for instance, and he gets really snarky and tacky with that. But he's a great, great man of God. He was banned from YouTube because he preached a sermon saying that God made humans male and female, and that was determined to be hate speech. Hate speech. That's where we've gotten today. Jesus himself, by quoting Genesis, says that God made humankind male and female. Then verse 7, he quotes another passage. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. Okay? That's another passage right out of Genesis, Genesis 2. Then verse 8 is another passage out of Genesis 2. And the two shall become one flesh, so that they are no longer two, but one flesh. Then Jesus says this, What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. And you say, oh, I've heard that before when I've gone to weddings. They say that. Exactly. They say that. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ who is saying this. And he's saying, if God has joined you together, then don't let man separate. Now, there's all sorts of interesting discussion that comes out of that last verse. What does it mean by God being joined together? Okay. And what does it mean by man separating and this kind of stuff? He's answering a question. Remember, the question was what? Well, you know, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? <laughs> <clears throat> trying to test him, trying to trip him up. He says, what does the law say? And they say, oh, the law says you can do it. Yeah, yeah, man, we're all for it. The law says you can do it. And Jesus, yeah, but that law was given because of the hardness of the, your heart. So let's deal with the hardness of your heart. Let's acknowledge this, that from the very beginning of creation, which means that God created and Jesus was the one who actually spoke it into existence, by the way, that God made them, made who? Mankind, male and female. So God also said, for this reason, that a man shall leave his father and mother. The two shall become one, that he shall cleave them, weave or weave them together, and no longer shall the two be two, but they shall be what? One, one flesh. And literally the idea being that the husband will cling to his wife. 
So Jesus is saying this is God's design. When God joins together like that, don't let man separate it. Now, there's been a lot of joining together where it wasn't God joining together. So does that mean that if you're both unbelievers and you decide you want to get a divorce, that it's okay? No, it's not necessarily okay. What needs to happen is you both need to get right with God. And if you both get right with God, you will find out that your marriage relationship not only can be restored because you don't want to go back the way it was. No, it can be refreshed and reinvigorated and totally transformed because of the transformation of a changed heart that the Lord brings. So Jesus wasn't falling in the trap right here. He comes along and he corrects them. He says, you need to go look at the word yourself, little Pharisees. We need to do likewise. We need to realize that God made mankind male, female. We need to realize that God created. We need to realize that he created a marriage and an institution of family and is a husband and wife together as one flesh. If we do this, then <laughs> it'll change our society, folks. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.